Hey. Oh, what's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to uh, Life of Cocker Confessions with your boy Frank Berry. I got a little cold, feel like shit. It's July 12th. Who the fuck gets sick of the summertime? This shit sprang on me out of nowhere, man. Just nose stopped up. Feel like I got a little bit of a headache. I keep seeing midgets for some reason. And then I know it's an illusion because like Tuesday I saw one that was I said hi and like it didn't say nothing back. Like but it gave me like the black no the hood nod and shit. We just moved his head up and down. Like and I'm thinking to myself, well, well at least that's not very polite. At least you can speak, motherfucker. Then I see another one. I'm like, who see two midgets in a row? And I say, hey, how's it going? And that one doesn't say shit. And that one say, fuck you. And he's, cause, you know, it's a midget. Ain't nobody with my ass. And, uh, it kept on going. So, I started thinking to myself, Midgets are assholes, and they just, they just don't say shit. And later on, I saw the third one, but this time it was inside my apartment. I was like, oh shit. I got a, a midget doing a B&E. Straight up midget doing a B&E right now. Alright. So then, I seen the midget, but he, he, he didn't see me. So I snuck up on him, like try to trim it, and I fell, and and it just disappeared, like I like smoke. You ever see like smoke, and you kick like smoke, you just move up in the air. That's what the that's what the, the midget did, and it led me to think that the two midgets I seen earlier were both fake. So I still have yet to see a midget in real life form, instead of like on TV and or in or the circus. Cause they were just mirages. That's what this cold was doing to me. I was seeing little people mirages. I, I should pull, I should stop saying midget. Little people. It was, it was all little people. They weren't dwarfs. So it was all like, uh, Peter Dinklage height. So, yeah. Fucking shit. Anyway, uh, before I get started, let's uh, touch the sponsor, Old Man Mason. Old Man Motherfucker Mason. You in, if you haven't peeped him out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, y'all bullshitting, man. Okay? Stop bullshitting. Go, go peep him out. You may like it. And if you, if you don't like it, pass it to your friend. And they guarantee to like it, cause one out of two people like Old Man Mason. So it's a, it's a fifty-fifty shot, guaranteed that either you or your friend like Old Man Mason, and don't deprive yourself or your friend of just good quality music. Old Man Mason on Spotify, give it a listen. And you know who else is on Spotify now? Your boy Frank Berry. So, after you get done listening to Old Man Mason, head over to the uh, podcast uh, lookup thing on Spotify. And then you can add my podcast, Frank Berry's Life of Cock Confession, to your listening uh, shit. Your, listening, your podcast that you listen to. God damn it. All right? So, you know, thanks for doing that. And then you listening. Yay. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, first thing first. Who is this? Oh, excuse me. That was nasty. Uh, who is this motherfucker? Who tried to swing on Pac-Man Jones at the airport. 
I know y'all, y'all haven't seen this shit. Look it up. This nigga who worked at the airport had a vest on. I want to say he was probably getting off work. Because he had his backpack on too. Started talking shit to Pac-Man Jones. Okay, Pac-Man Jones is a cornerback for the Bengals. Uh, he, they may switch the positions, but uh, his, I won't say he's not really known for like the speed, but he does get good coverage. But he he hit. This motherfucker looking not motherfuckers out. Good tackler, make you drop the ball, all that shit. Uh, and these motherfuckers, football players, play with pads on. This motherfucker got on this. Trying to swing on Pac-Man Jones. Talking shit to him. His job is to lay people out. Your job is to put luggage from the carrier onto the other carrier that sends the luggage up to the airplane. And you're going to try to fight a motherfucker a professional football player. Why in the fuck would you think that's a good idea? That was the dumbest shit you could ever do. And you know he got fat because the video just saw him talking shit to Pac-Man. Just talking shit. Of course, he gonna say something back. And then, and here's the part that, 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 that really pissed me off. And you see Pac-Man, I don't know, lady or sister, whatever, trying to tell him, come on, come on, let it go. And and then the dude who worked at the airport pushes Pac-Man. I want to say he pushes the lady, too. And in that instance, all the Popeye's chicken that the lady had dropped on the ground. I want to say the, the video got shot Tuesday. So, you know, Tuesday got specials. So, and clearly they bought the specials. So all that chicken is now gone. I'm fighting off that alone. Off that alone, I would have beat that motherfucker's ass. And the best part is, Pac-Man Jones beat this motherfucker. And then the dude took off his backpack, right? Still got his vest on. Now he like, come on, screw up. This, this, this bang. Pac-Man still got his Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whatever. Backpack on, squares up with him, get to swinging, bumps into an old white man, to get this motherfucker down onto the ground. As soon as he fall, he gets him a, uh, he, Pat Man gets into his UFC position and gives him a quick two piece. And he was fucked up. You could clearly, and they, and they get people to get Pat Man off of. He was, it was like, the past weekend, uh, Cormier is now the unified, uh, heavyweight chap. He got two belts. He won in, 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 in a knockout, right? Not, this little, he's, he about five, he like he about five, seven. Find a six, three dude, not the dude out. Thought it was going to be, get him a submission move, but he didn't. Got him down and you see video. He just on top of him, punch him in the face. Now, that's what looked like Pac-Man was doing, but Pac-Man, the dude was on his ass, and, and he was so he was like sitting up, and Pac-Man caught him with a sad hook to the face, two quick ones, very UFC style. I mean, Pac-Man Jones, his ground game is just his ground and pound game is unbelievable. He can he can really fuck you up with his, his ground and pound, and uh, he did. He this dude was fucked up. You can tell it clearly tell. He was dazed. His partner trying to pick him up. Man. First of all, if this, clearly nobody cares about this guy. Cause if this was your friend, who, why wouldn't you stop him? You'd be like, hey, you do realize he's a professional football player. We see him hit people hard with pants on. You have on a vest. You gonna go try to fight him? I know. And if it, and the dude is taller than Pac-Man, that don't mean shit. Pac-Man work out no less. It's twelve months in a year. 
he works out at least 10 of them. If you want, how, why would you want to fight a motherfucker who works out 10, 11 months out of the year, lifting weights, running, all that shit? His abs get abs. And then on top of it, you gonna knock his Popeyes out of his hand? That's what, that was, that was your best move? To knock out the fool out of the nigga hand? You deserve to get your ass whooped. And only did he get his ass whooped, he got fired. Cause it was clearly he was talking shit to him. Then he he started the fight. He pushed him, pushed the lady. So soon it's like not only did you get your ass knocked the fuck out, but you get fired. How dumb are you? I would have fired a friend too who helped him get up. Hey, you leave his ass down. You don't help him. That's what I would have said. God damn it! Fuck that shit for both of y'all. Okay. Now, speaking of motherfuckers getting fired, Papa John, what up? These white people have been going crazy. Another victim. Another victim. I won't say the victim. Another white person said some wild shit. And this time, Papa John. This motherfucker was on a conference call. And I want to say, it was like, there was others like CEOs in the room. He was on the, he was on the phone. He, the face of the franchise and on the pizza boxes. He was having a meeting. Motherfuckers on speakerphone. And, and, and you can tell that he, Papa John just was in that room just getting mad and just stood up. Mm-hmm. And was like, Fuck you, motherfucking niggas. But a strong ER, too. That's what he said. Said strong ER. Said niggers. Like, oh shit. Oh shit, man. You know you done fucked up. You know you fucked up, right? With all the Me Too movement going on and the, uh, the, uh, the, the barbecue lady. The, the permit patty, uh, this one white man who get mad at, at black people swimming, swimming in, in, in the, in the, uh, hotel pool, even though they live there. At the hotel, apartment, apartment pool, apartment. And then the white lady manager who get mad because the black ladies, the black lady, boyfriend had his feet in the pool but he had socks on you know watching the kids make sure they ain't going to deep end cause if he did he needed those socks for grip cause he had to go get the kids he's watching the kids and y'all are like hey god damn it stay stay on the other side of that rope once you go I can't swim either I'm just tall That's you know that's what he was saying but uh damn this Papa John got was listening in that conference room, getting mad. It was like, "Fuck you, nigga! Goddamn niggas! You ruined my pizza from make my pizza sales go down in the NFL. Cause nobody buy my pizza no more on Sundays. Cause y'all want to protest and and believe y'all got rights and stand up for what y'all believe in and speak on shit." You're fucking up my money. Ah! I should have never gave y'all niggas money. Anyway, he got fired. So he had to step down. And here's the thing. I'm saying this to say this. Uh, one is now hurting Peyton, look like Peyton Manners now will be the face of Papa John's. Maybe not, because you know, Peyton Manners love black people. Pey- black people have gotten Peyton Manners rings, okay? 
Tony Dungy, all of the offense for Peyton Manning. Uh, and then when he went to the Broncos, the defense, Von Miller, him secured his nigga a ring for the second one. Two rings, two different teams. So, yeah, he may say fuck that nigga too. And just sign up with Budweiser. Who knows? But, um, my point is that I've had Papa John's maybe like two or three times. First time I bought it. And I said, yeah, this shit ain't that good. It, it, it just really wasn't. Second time on my right friend's house, they kept eating it. I just took a slice like, oh, hopefully it's different this time. Different topics, let me try it. Nah, I still don't like it. Still don't like it. Third time, I was hungry once again on my friend's house, same friends, they got it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, fam. I tried it one more time, like, I just don't like it. I just really don't. I went to the hood again for some chicken wings uh, when I left their house. But uh, that, 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 that dessert thing, that, that what was it, that cinnamon thing that they do that shit fine now I bought that a few times they pieces taste like shit but they desserts that they make fine so my point is I'm going to continue not supporting their pieces because I don't like it but I will I'm not about to stop buying all desserts um if I said it once I said it again you can't taste racism Okay. Until that food give me food poisoning, and even then, eh. Like I used to eat Chipotle, food poisoning ain't been back. Rallies or checkers, food poisoning. I've been back. I've been back. It took me a couple of years, but I went back. I like, hey, clearly that motherfucker got fired. And uh who who gave me food poisoning. I'm good again. Let's go. Give me that large fry. Big Buford add bacon. Large cherry coke. Look uh, to me personally, Riley Fries. Best goddamn fries, face the planet. Mm, mm. Ah, oh, shit. Now, Wendy's fries only taste good with that chocolate frosty. Burger King got the worst fries on the planet. But the onion rings, it's a zesty sauce, man. Oh, man. I wish I could just buy it. I would buy it. This is what I would do. I would literally just go Burger King, give me one of slushies or a shake. They shakes are delicious too. And buy the zesty sauce. Go to White Castles. Buy their onion rings. And their cheeseburgers. And then like. It's the best of both worlds. How the fuck did I get on this? What the fuck? Papa John. That's what I was talking about. Papa John. I figure he gonna, he gonna be alright, man. He got enough money. He can't go back in the food no more. Uh, live out the rest of his racist ass life. And, uh, Puerto La Vida, that's what he should just move to. He, he got at least another, what, 25, 30 years, the motherfucker look. Uh, he can't be no older than, I'll say, 47. He, he under 50. He under 50. And the, and the simple fact is, you're under 50 and you're saying some racist shit like that, just being like, being, being, just, just being that bold and racist. You really are, like, racist. Like, if, if he was 89, in his 80s, did he not being, like, racist? Racist. He just, that's all he saw growing up. So, that was more of a parent doing. 
So if you 80 and you racist, man, please do you, baby. I'm not about to trip. You don't know nothing else. And you 80 years old. You have lived your life. You living on your a W, uh, uh, what, uh, Social Security, your, uh, um, uh, 401k, there it go. Your World War Two. If you was in a world war, not only you do, you had the right to be racist. Nobody should ever say something to you about you. You are a veteran. Okay? I respect you. You can call me a nigga as many times as you want to. Okay? I salute you, sir. Okay? You would, you, you would jump out of planes with parachutes that didn't have backup parachute up in it. Okay? That, I mean, even though it was a parachute, it, it like it definitely was not as good as the one we got today. Like, it's a good, still with a good chance that the parachute back then, you could still broken your leg when you hit the ground. Now, the fucking parachute that we have nowadays, they fluff up and it's so aerodynamic. You feel like you're stepping on a pillow when, you, when, you, when your feet touch that ground. So, hey man, I salute you guys. Uh, as they say in Liverpool, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. All right. Oh, what else? What else is happening? What else is going on with your boy? Uh, I had a cousin uh who got married. It's the last time I talked to you, and uh, yeah, they just went to the courthouse and shit, and uh. They had like a little reception at uh Papado's and um my cousin. I love the nigga. Um, uh, I thought for sure. Every time I've been seeing it for the past like at least let's say five years. Maybe six. Daytime, nighttime. Inside the house, outside the house. These motherfuckers all wear these kind of reddish he called them uh, Gucci, uh, Louis Vuitton glasses. Always got them on. Nigga, it's nighttime. Sunglasses on. We inside the house, Thanksgiving, watching football game, eating dinner. Glasses still on. Uh, that that is dedication. He knows what he likes and gonna continue to do it. Mad respect for him. Gotta love it. He had the glasses off. But he did it up. Still being him, motherfucker had a crown on. I was like, I knew you were going to do something. Had a nice little shirt and tie. And a nice fucking, like, crown on. I was like, you, you, you killing it, man. You was, you was killing it. You Mad respect. That shit was hilarious. I loved every minute of it. But, um, going to that made me, like, look back at all the weddings I've been to and been a part of. And it made me think, man. I only think, made me realize that, you know, which I've already known, but now y'all about to know that I am the motherfucking king. When it comes to this wedding shit, like, I do it up, I do it up big. I mean, I mean, once I, one of the first weddings I went to as a 21 year old, I think I was like 23, 24, uh, old co worker, she got hitched, and, uh, and it was an all, it was an open bar wedding. Never had seen one of those, right? Didn't know what that meant. Found out you just, just go up there, tell them what you want to drink, and they give it to you. I'll you put some money in the bowl for the tip. That's for the night. And, um, this was back with Jager Balls. It was just really starting to 
was it started up like pop. And then when you do everybody was doing Jacob Bombs at the wedding, right? Mad you it was like a double shot of Jaeger. And they put I don't even wanna say it was a splash. It's like they had bought two full packs of Red Bull for the night. So the bartenders are just dipping their finger in the Red Bull and then dip it in the Jaeger and then stir it around and they give it to you. Hey, Jaeger ball, that's what it felt like. I didn't taste no form of Red Bull in this Jaeger shit whatsoever. Like, I watched them make it and it literally put like a splash of Red Bull and this fucking Jaeger. I was like, that's not right. I done seen Jaeger getting get made. You need a lot more Jaeger inside that goddamn, uh, I mean, not, not a lot more Red Bull inside that fucking Jaeger. You just gave me a shot of Jaeger. A double shot of Jaeger at that. Uh, so, leave the same. Very, very, very fun wedding. A lot of people get drunk. Uh, old buddy man threw up on himself. At the table. He was at the table, right? He's throwing up on himself and then laying on the table. So it's like puke on his shirt and pants. His arm, he's laying on his, on the table, got his arms up on the table, laying on, laying down like this motherfucker. It's really living up right now. He being his best self. And kudos to him. Um, like a year after that, one of my closest friends, she got married. And in the time that she got married, another one of my good friends was in town for the wedding. And this was how I learned my wedding etiquette and what I'm supposed to do for weddings. Because I took my bed, my bed, well, uh, the, uh, y'all heard about her, uh, the, the, um, the crazy bitch. Um, uh, the one I met up with for sushi. And, uh, I told the one I had fucked up dream about. Nina. Uh, so me and her went to, uh, my homegirl wedding, and, uh, we put money in the envelope, and then she put my money in me, so I had to match that, and I only beat it, and then, uh, I was like, I'm really gonna do it over top, I, I, I pulled out my, uh, my ashtray, and grabbed, like, 47 cents, and threw that in the envelope, too, like, boom, bitch. I know you ain't no change in that purse. I win, right? And then we both signed. The, she picked out the card, so we both signed the card. And then clearly, um, my handwriting ain't that good, so she's giving me mad shit about it, right? She's showing people, look at this fucking chicken scratch that this motherfucker wrote in this card. And like, and I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Stop showing people how bad I can write. Then she was like. Put the goddamn card inside the box and get the fuck away from me. Like, you better leave me the fuck alone, man. I drove here. Yeah. Then she reminded me, but I'm white, so you better do it or I'm going to scream. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I did it. Okay. Well, I started learning wedding etiquette. Like, uh, like okay, like for, when you go to a wedding, bring a, you bring a date, get your girl with you, whatever. And, uh... You 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 are required to go get the drinks. That is the man job at the wedding. Like this is what I do for a wedding, right? If I'm taking somebody, flowers. Forget your address. I send flowers to your house. So when I come pick you up, you're already in a good mood. If not, I bring the flowers to you. Now they all in a good mood. Like every wedding I'm going to, I'm already pretty much taking somebody different. Just you know, you just get a different yeah, experience yeah. every time. So, uh, with that being said, um, 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 what happened? Oh, uh, I go, me and the girl were over thirsty and wanted like a beer and she like, she gave, she gave, she's like, we're going to trade off. Like you buy a first round. I buy a second round. All right. Okay, cool. So then she's like, go get me a glass of wine. I was like, why the fuck you? Why am I getting up to go get it? Why don't you get the fuck up and go get it? 
He said, "Go give the fucking glass around, clown." Right? She had to call me a clown, which I don't. I don't get. It don't make no sense. And like, I, I don't. I'm not the one wearing makeup. She's at the wedding with makeup on. I, I ain't wearing makeup. I mean, I have worn makeup. Not for Halloween. So it was like, shut the fuck you. So, but I caved because she white. And um, so when I got to the bar, I see number man in there, and like the two single ladies. Like, oh, okay, I get it now. I'm learning. The man is supposed to go get the drinks. So then on out, boom, got that. I put it in my memory bank. Go get the drinks. Um, and and I'm doing that. Um, we getting the drinks, having a good time, having a great, a, a gay old time. Um, talking other shit to other friends and other people there, and uh. And um, like the dances start. We going me and the girl I with going back and forth, like uh, like having fun, dance with each other, whatever. This is what I knew the way to get good to me at this point. What was it? What what song was it? Um, was it that's the Cupid Shuffle? Uh, we gonna slide to the left, slide to the right. Crisscross, everybody clap your hands. That song. Another part of the song, he was like, how low can you go, right? I was standing on the side of her when he said that part. She looked over and grabbed my hand and did the move where like I ended up behind her. So she was getting low on my crotch. I was like, okay, we about to get stupid now. I know, like when she did that move, I knew what we were doing for the rest of the wet. She released, she ready, we about to get stupid. This is where I shine. Let's get fucking stupid. And it, and then the stupid uh, increase from there on out. I remember at some point on the wedding, that's, uh, they were playing jump. But this, uh, uh, is it, is it shout? What's the song? And then wanna jump. And it's in the jump. And I tend up in the jump. And it then come on now. Say you will. That's all. I had a, I had one of my buddies up against the wall, right? Had my head buried in the chest. I'm just moving my head. I'm like motorboat. I'm just motorboating this son bitch. Just, I'm a motor, I was a motorboating machine. That motherfucker with just motor aboting, right? And then I forget at some point, I don't know what song came on, but me and the groomsman's brother got into a dance off. And I shut, like, we was going back and forth. I give, I'm giving props to him, me and him were going back and forth. But when it got down to it, I had to shut him. I had to shut him down. I dropped it like it was hot on his ass, and I won. Shut it. Game with the rap. Like I'm dripping, sweating. My tie is now on my on my on my homegirl needle. I take it off because it gets serious. So tie coming off. Tie coming off. The vessels off. Everything is off. Got my shirt on still, like coat, but that shit had to come off. One right. So I'm taking cool. I need I need to cool down. and go get a drink. That's when my dick grabbed me because her song was on. I don't know if it was well, who who was it. You look wonderful tonight. That song. Um, Dylan Bob Dylan. Is it a Dylan who made that song? I don't fucking know. But. We danced that song. And I wasn't even dancing. I just had my head on her chest. Just just dripping sweat. Breathing hard. Trying to catch my breath. I was dying. Like. I was I was dying. That dance off took a lot out of me. And then. Four or some years later. I'm, I'm hanging out with the drinking. I'm, I'm with my drinking crew now. And uh. My buddy Deej. 
he was he broke up with a girl, so boom, invited me to his wedding. They'll come out the reception, so I show up. Everybody already know me. <laughs> On the dance floor. Doing what I do best, dancing. Have a good time. Uh the bride and she was one of the one of the bridesmaids was she's uh the bride's sister. Me and her get wild. We didn't we didn't get wild on their flow at like bars and all other shit. She sees I'm there, grabs me, gets behind me, bend me over doggy style, and she's her hump me on the damn flow. This was one of the bridesmaids. Not only she one of the bridesmaids, but she was the bridesmaid's sister. I was like, let's go. We doing this right from the get go. I'm on it, man. Let's get stupid. Now, at this point, I see a crotch in front of my face. I automatically thought it was one of my buddy's crotch. Thought it was my buddy D's crotch. Now, my D's don't know this. He about to find out. I thought it was somebody else's crotch. So I grabbed the pockets and started motorboating that dick. Just motorboating it. Just that cock in front of me, right? And then uh, I stand up. I still don't know who it is. I see an old dude damn flow chit chat with him, and the guy was like, "Oh man, you hilarious!" Like, all right, man, cool. Talking to other people on damn flow, have fun that night. Uh, yeah, the next day I had to work, get to work. And a guy uh, from that wedding was there who, I didn't know who he was, but he found out it was my, one of my other buddies' uh, father. So he chit-chatted with me. He was like, hey, how's it going? Like, good. Surprised you made it work today. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. That's why I work at the hardware store. And that was, what, Sunday morning. I go to my buddy D's house Tuesday. As soon as I walk in, he's like, fuck you, Frank. I'm like, what I do, baby? He was like... Our buddy Nelson's father loves you and still hates me. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I did wet. You danced on him. You shook, you, you shook your face in front of his dick. I was like, and then that, and at that moment, I realized, oh my God, it wasn't one of my buddies' dick. I was motorboating. It was my buddy's father dick. I motorboated. That makes sense now. This makes sense why he was talking to me at the hardware store. I did not realize that until my buddy Deej pointed it out to me. Now, man, you, Deej has known our buddy Nelson's father for, like, middle school. And his father's racist. He, like, and Deej is, like, it's a half-breed. So he's half-Mexican. And, and, and refused to talk to that half of him. I am full-fledged black. Okay. I am a hundred percent Negro. Oh, no one does he talk to me. Every time I see him, shake my hand. He'll bring me a drink, buy me a drink. He treats me like I'm his. He treats me like I am Samuel Jackson and Django, and he is and he lives out of the Caprio. Asking me questions, getting my opinions on shit. But he like he talks to me. Like I'm a human being, which is still funny, which is just proves like, hey, you can like shake racism off by just you know, dance right in your face and they dick on the dance floor, just just motorboat it, <laughs> motorboat. Um, the another wedding I went to, another was 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 a. Uh, Couple years later, the sister who had bent me over, she had got married now. So I popped up at the reception. On the dance floor doing my thing. That one was more about the after party. Because we went back to uh, Nelson's father's house and they was gone. They had a hot tub. First time in the hot tub, man. Nobody got no, like, bikinis on we just like in our drawers and shit so i'm just in this hot tub my my underwear on 
and I'm in there with five white women, and they all discussing, chit-chatting in the corner, like, what the fuck going on? I'm trying to enjoy this hot tub. I've never been in one before. Let me enjoy myself. And they say, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, what the fuck? Do what? These five bitches take off their tops. Now, mind you, they are my buddies' wives. And, like, a couple of girlfriends, like, I don't want to see this shit. And one of them, like, who, she was a part of the group. I'm like, okay, well, I'll look at yours because you ain't married to, like, anybody. So I don't give a fuck. But I want to try and look at that. Put me in an awkward position. I was just trying to sit there and enjoy my hot tub experience. Because I don't know, the next time I'm getting one, and they want to ruin them by pulling out their titties. Now, I don't know what y'all thinking about me right now. Frank, really, you going to get mad about seeing some white titties? It ain't that I'm mad about seeing white titties. No. It's just who these white titties belong to. They belong to my buddies. They're my buddies' wives. I ain't want to see that shit. It's uncomfortable. And good thing we in the hot tub because the hot tub was making my penis sterile. So I was like, I won't, I, I ain't get a boner, which I'm very, very happy about because that would be really awkward. Just really fucking awkward. But, uh, oh man, I forgot about, I forgot I skipped the wedding. In between that, another co-worker from the hallway, so he had got married. Went to his shit and did did what I do, did what I do so well, that was the best part, you know, dance to have a good time, getting the people going, his, uh, a year afterwards, his brother-in-law got married, right, and nobody's really doing nothing at the, at, his, at their wedding, nobody dancing, everybody just chatting, nobody, like, they're not into it, they're not really enjoying the whole wedding experience. I got a phone call that night. It says, hey, Frank, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. You ready to go out and grab some, some dinner? He's like, hey, would you want to come over to the wedding? Because it's kind of lame, and we needed to get franktonized. I was like, what? He was like, yeah. The guy, the groom, asked me, Do, what is that black guy doing from your wedding? Can he come? I'm not making this up. They called me. I called my homegirl who I was meeting up with. Like, hey, are you wearing some type of like dress or anything? She like, yeah, she, she got a sundress and she got like stockers on. Like, cool. I know we was going out to drink. Want to just go to this open bar wedding and drink for free instead of spending money? So yeah, we went there. I had on slacks and a t-shirt. Button up t shirt, of course. And I went in, like, oh, okay, nobody dancing, nobody doing shit. And uh, they got a, we got a couple of drinks, I just waited for the right song to come on. So they did. But, like, let's sit the dance floor, me and this girl, she's like, by ourselves, like, yup, we here for a reason. Get people in the dance floor. Good time to be had by all. Let's go. <laughs> so, me and her get into it. Get people, and people start coming come on the dance floor. They were just waiting for somebody to like get it started. They was nervous. They were scared. Most importantly, these motherfuckers did not know how to dance. That's what the problem was. I saw it firsthand. I think that's what the problem was because the dance, oh, excuse me, the dance was that they were doing. I never seen before. It was like that true white people dancing that you hear about. I was like, okay, this is weird. It's awkward. It doesn't make any sense. There's no real rhythm going on, but what the fuck ever. I don't care. Uh, live your life. Uh, do you. Scooby boo boo. I don't fucking know. But, uh, we have fun. And I, and I did what I was supposed to do. I got people on dance floor. They would dance. They all had a, everybody had a good time from there on out. After I, I, after I gave the people what they wanted, we had a good fucking time from there on out. And, um, so that was a good wedding. Um, 
Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go back to the drinking crew again. Uh, so I just, it was just, uh, one of those situations where I just showed up at the reception. <laughs> Show up, dancing, drinking, having a good time. I felt, I felt I had like a little cold. So I was just drinking tequila and orange juices. It's open bar. What I love about white weddings. Open bar. So we open barred it up. I'm on a dead flow. Now this young, this young kid, probably about, definitely under 21. So anywhere between 18 and 20 in our age group. High five me on a dead flow. And like, it's like, oh man, you can really move. Like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, now I'm sitting at a table towards, towards the, I won't say towards, it's turning of towards the end of the night, but not, you know, we still got like a half an hour left. And, uh, he was leaving. And, uh, comes over to my table. Right? And when he comes over to my table, um, he hands me a piece, he was chit-chatting with me, has a slits me piece of paper and I was like I know this motherfucker and I just slammed me his number mind you I'm sitting at a table with my friend at right none of my friends see this my one buddy's wife sees it she locks eyes for me and she me and her and she and she has a look on her face of what I'm feeling like her mouth is wide open She's looking, she's tapping her hubs on the arm, like, you need to look at this shit happen right now to Frank. And then, he, hub to finally turn to catch the end of it. I just took the number, I'm like, alright man, cool. He's like, yeah man, give me a call. I'm like, alright. Cool. And just leaves. And as soon as he leaves our table, my buddy wife was like, oh Frank, did he just do what I think he just did? And I just lifted up my hand and threw the piece of paper. Like, that motherfucker straight slipped you his number. You can get you some white young booty. I was like, no, man, this is so weird. This is so fucking awkward. Why this motherfucker? Oh, man. It was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. This little motherfucker slipping me his number. And, uh, so that was awkward. Uh, I want to say this, this is the, so I had like a few different experiences at a wedding. Like, a, just a lot of different experiences doing weddings at the weddings. But this, I want to say this one right here was, uh, probably one of my favorites. Um, with my best friend, her little sister, gay man, right? And, uh, I went with, uh, my best friend, her friend, needed somebody to go to, go with, right? And she's never done weddings. She's never, every, every, everything, everybody she know always just went to the courthouse. So she had no wedding experience. So she, she, she asked me, hey, Frank, could you take me to the wedding? You know everybody in the family. I'm like, yeah, sure. She needs somebody to talk to. Somebody to feel comfortable with. All right, let's go. So I pick her up. Boom, bring her flowers, like always. Like I, like I said, I didn't bring everybody flowers. Got her flowers. We chit-chatted. Uh, went to the wedding. Afterward, I took her to the... Uh, yeah, you know, get a little time between uh, the reception and the wedding, right? So, uh, took her to, to my bar. We have drinks. Get her, like, sauced up. And we get into the fucking, uh, uh, reception. And eating, chit-chatting, doing pictures. Taking funny, silly pictures in the photo booth. And, um, so I'm just sitting the whole time. I ain't getting up. I ain't dancing. 
I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Uh, one, that, that, talkative with the little sister. Like, we cool, friendly, but nah. And then the husband, her husband that she was just married, not a big fan of uh, people of different color. Uh, especially if you knew his wife. Like, I knew his wife, so it was like, I'm cordial. So he was like, nah, fuck that. If I didn't know his wife, he'd be more, he would have been, like, more talkative with me. Like, yeah, man, yeah, man. But since I knew who she was, and like, I've been around the family for years, like, yeah, man, fuck you. That's what he had, the, had the attitude. Like, all right. Right. And there was no, only people who was like, of color, was on her side. This motherfucker, her husband knew not one black person, Mexican, Arabic, Chinese, none of them. Motherfucker, he didn't even know any ten white people. All the white people that was there for him was highly Caucasian. So, with that being said, I was like, yeah, I'm just make sure... I keep my eyes on everybody and just and 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 make sure and keep my back to the wall just in case shit pop off. Now with that being said, the uh my best friend, the sister, finally got up and was like, Hey, you need to dance with my sister. You need to go up there and do something. I was like, fine, fuck it. Baby get back, come on. Like it's it's towards the end of the night. Like fuck it, let's go. Towards the end of the night, I get up there, I dance, I drop it like it's hot on the wife, just like I did on my best friend on her wedding. So I'm dropping it on, on the wife, on, on the sister. This mother for her husband get like I don't know uh, a half an inch from my face. And telling me to stop dancing on his fucking wife. I was like, cool. Done and done. I go see my black ass back down. They're in the hallway. Just yelling. Fucking, uh. His cousin come over. To my uh, my table. And says, uh. You. This piece of trash table to leave. Kick the whole table out. Now, there was a couple of white people at the table. Me, all the, uh, the people of color were at the table. So it was me and the Mexican. Right? And then uh, uh, the girl I went with, she was like, "What? The girl, that's my friend. So my friend wouldn't leave. She needs to come tell me. She was, And then the lady was like, y'all are fucking trash. You need the fuck out of here. I was like, cool. I'm standing up, like, I'm leaving. Like, I can give them motherfuckers no money. I just drove them. Like, it ain't bothering me none. I ain't getting hurt by this. I don't give a fuck. And uh, my homegirl, she was highly offended. She was cool. I mean, she was getting pissed off. We ended up leaving. Ended up going to the bar. Now, while we sitting outside this bar, uh, she was like, I can't believe they did this to me. Thought I was kept saying I'm trash. I'm fucking trash. <laughs> I never been so disrespected like that. And I'm just sitting there chilling like, yeah, man, yeah, that's cool. All right, can we go in? I'm ready to have a, I want a drink. We're back in my bar, I would like to have a, have a cocktail. And my bartender's working now, so, yeah. And she, and she was like, Frank, you ain't offended? You ain't bothered by that? He, he called it, he said it was trash. I was like, really? That's what you're asking me right now? You do know I'm black, right? That was the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. The simple fact that she could she had so much shit she could have said. And she didn't say it. She ain't call me no nigga, no coon, Porsche monkey, Christmas tree ornament. On Monday. Now I know what y'all thinking to yourself, Frank, what the fuck is a Christmas tree ornament? What they used to do to black people? Hang up some trees. Christmas tree ornament. Y'all welcome, y'all can use that one. Mondays. You know why Mondays? Because everybody hate Mondays. You're welcome. You can use that one. Uh, a spade. Uh, shit skin. All these great terms. 
that uh, she could have said, called me, out my name on, and she just called me, told me I was trash. And then my, my home, the homegirl was like, oh, I'm so sorry that people, white people have been so mean to you, said this stuff. I was like, it's okay, baby. I'm like, I'm black. I'm a black man in America. Like, I expect nothing less when I leave the house. So the simple fact that it didn't happen is more surprising than if it would have happened. Bless you being around so many highly Caucasian white people. And uh, she got started. She was like all sad about it for me. And then at that moment, I realized something. Knowing how you always hear stories about how people say, oh, I don't see color. I don't see color. Not only did that girl who came with me to that wedding, but that lady who called me trash. They did. I could, I could truly believe. I could truly say from my whole heart that those two ladies right there do not see color. Okay. That lady did not see a fucking nigger at her wedding. At her cousin's wedding, she seen a piece of trash. So she called me trash. The homegirl that I took did not see uh, a piece of trash. She saw a human being who got kicked out of wedding. Think about that for a minute. They did not see color. I brought hot sauce to this wedding, Louisiana, my own bottle. My homegirl will put it in her purse. I keep it in my car. I keep hot sauce in my car because I don't know when I'm going to need it. And you always need it for a wedding. They did not see color, people. They didn't. All that niggery shit I was doing. All that chicken I ate with the hot sauce. Oh, my goodness gracious. So kudos. Kudos to those white people. Mad respect, son. And I'm just looking forward to see what else is going to happen to me. Because I've been hit on. Uh, I have made some racist people change their minds. Um, I've been kicked out. It's just... I'm just waiting to see what else I'm going to experience the next wedding I go to. Am I going to have sex with some one of the bridesmaids? And like the parking lot, maybe I'll fuck the brad. Doom, doom, doom. Who knows? Who knows? All right. I'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, well, before I go, what I got to do, uh, here's my cock confession. Cock confession. Uh, you know how I went to that uh that uh prison back in the day, right? With with, with the class and shit. Well, a couple of inmates talked to us and uh one of the inmates who he he looked like Kimbo Slice but with no gold teeth and just had a full ball head. And he, he had even nappy chest hair like Kimbo Slice did. And I know that because his vest was open. He was wearing a shirt. And um, the motherfucker told me. Told, no one just told me, told the class, y'all know why they call me Peaches? And he was like, why? And like, cause my, and he said, because my asshole tastes sweet. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Who? How? That is one hell of a nickname. How do you know that your asshole tastes sweet? How many guys have eaten your ass in this prison and came back and stood up afterwards and told you, hey man, your name should be Peaches because your asshole tastes sweet. Not only did that help me just really focus on like cheating in school and get better at cheating and graduating, but like, no crime. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to meet Peaches. So this podcast, thank you, Peaches, for just really making sure I stay on a straight and narrow. Because I'm not trying to eat your ass. And uh, like always, if you want to email me, email me at 
frankberrypod at gmail.com. That is frankberrypod, F-R-A-N-K-B-E-R-R-Y-P-O-D.